Welcome back to the Wise Divine Woman podcast. Today, I have Angie Hooper with me, a new friend found, sister in God. And I am so excited about what she's going to share with us today, because if it is uh, inspired by God, then it's ready for you to be heard today. So welcome to the Wise Divine Woman podcast, Angie. I am excited for today. Oh, thank you so much, Dana. I I love what we're going to talk about today because it's um, one of those topics that we think we know what it means. And when we really examine what it is can be transformative. Um, and the topic is forgiveness, right? Mm, that's, <laughs> I know everybody needs to take a breath. Right? Take a breath. Okay, let's take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> it's so important and it's such a topic that needs to happen more often if not daily yeah daily 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 yeah and and really for anybody who's at that point in their lives where you know we've done all the things we did all the things we were supposed to do and had a had a had a great life or a not so great life but we did all the things and there's still something that creates that that, um, that regret or that, that wishful thinking, if only I would have, could have, should have. Right. And so many times that comes up for us when it's halftime, right. When it's that point in our lives where we're looking back on the past, but also, you know, what, what is, what is the new world for me looking like? Right. And so these things will come up for healing And we don't always have what I like to call the spiritual technology, (laughs) right? Because especially when it comes to forgiveness, I mean, we talk about it at church all the time. You know, it's like that Mark Twain quote about the weather. Everybody's talking about it, but nobody's doing anything about it. (laughs) So that's what I want to dig into today. Oh, I am. And when I said for such time as this, in our pre-talk, you know, this is, it is all in God's perfect timing because you know, I've had to do a lot of forgiveness for, you know, last, like, well, I guess last year, you know, yeah. a lot of anger, a lot of, a lot of regret, a lot of, you know, shoulda, woulda, couldas. And yeah. Oh, Andy, and let's I'm celebrate excited. that. I know. Yeah. Let's celebrate that for a second, because just the fact that you're here right now saying out loud, I was angry mm-hmm. is an act of courage, right? Because we have a lot of judgments of ourselves about whether it's okay to be angry. And if you've come up into your full, um, full adulthood, your full maturity in a context where you have that voice saying, well, I know I'm supposed to forgive. I know I should let it go. I know I should, I should, I should that it comes through almost sounding like, oh yeah, okay. But it's really a version of self-judgment because we don't have the process, right? There is an actual step-by-step process you can go through to forgive the past hurt, whether that's forgiving yourself or forgiving another person, or just calling your spirit back from that event. There's a process you can go through that's pretty simple and we can make it gentle or hard, but it's pretty straightforward. And when you step through that, you free yourself from that past event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so important. It's, and it, and it is that simple, Mm -hmm. right? It it, is not supposed to be complicated. Uh, Our walk with God is not supposed to be complicated. 
that simple. And I, I love, I love, love, love that you, this is you. This is what your passion is. This is what, you know, hey girl, oh, come on, you can do it. You know, I can, Let's I feel it. that about you. I feel that yeah. about you. You hold women accountable and I love it. And you call their shit out. So I love it. Yeah. And can I, can I tell you a funny story about? Yes. Okay. So, so this is actually a new online course that I have the forgiveness path. And yeah. what's so funny about it is this is not where my ambition is. <laughs> right? I'm actually, my, my primary business is actually coaching women who are professionals in high stress environments, how to eliminate stress and burnout, right? Like, like that's sort of where my ambition is. And yet in that context, the one thing that made the biggest difference for every one of my clients was this forgiveness work. And Sorry if I get a little. <laughs> okay, because I'm feeling it. It's just like, mm-hmm, you know. I know. You know, I know. You know. Yeah. And there was a point at the end of last year where it was just so overwhelming where I was like, I have got to get this out in front of people because for people to struggle, I've, I've got a client who was bullied in elementary school and she is today in her 50s, just now getting to a point where we're, we're teaching her the skill of forgiveness and it is changing her life. And she's labored. She has been burdened by this for decades. Um, and you know, it's, it's, um, and we just got to get the word out. (laughs) It's, it is so true. It is so true. And, and there would not just be just that mental transformation. Um, but there would be a whole physical and outward physical transformation that would happen when you lift burden you break off soul ties you break these things up and then also for that person you know for that even the people that that they release that they give forgiveness to allows healing in their lives as well so it's not you know as much as you know this so important for for Mm -hmm. women to to get through forgiveness but it's so important because it transforms and transcends beyond what their expectations can be for that person, that person's connections, that person's families. It is just like, yeah. 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 And, and you're, you're on to just like a couple of really luscious things just in that one statement. Um, One is there's a lot of myths around forgiveness. And so the first part of what we do with people is kind of help them identify those myths and, and bust the myths because, you know, if a lot of us are waiting for an apology or we're waiting for, um, karma or, you know, for them to get what they deserve. Right. And, um, a lot of us, sometimes we're like, we don't, we're, we're holding onto it because we've made it part of our identity. And and we can actually talk about each one of those in a little bit more detail, but Mm -hmm. some of those, things that we do because one of the things that um we get our we get our divine our our divine ability and our spiritual discipline of forgiveness confused with the process of salvation Mm -hmm. right if that makes sense so salvation track is you know identifying what needs to change active repentance salvation from god right And so we think that that's how we should do forgiveness with other people or forgiveness of ourselves. It's a different path. So that's one of the things that we really want to get the word out about to help people with is that if you are 
if you are thinking that forgiveness is the same process as salvation, but on a human level, you're going to be waiting for things. You're going to put your power in the hands of the person who already hurt you, waiting for them to apologize or waiting for them to be sorry enough to make it okay for you. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's just giving your future to somebody who already has shown they don't, they don't deserve it. Right. 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 Yeah. Wow. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, you bet. Um, uh, should we start with some of the myths or or the the power yeah, piece? Let's talk about a myth. Yeah. Okay. So one of the myths is, if I just knew why, I could forgive. Yeah. Okay. So um, I like to when I hear that version of the word why, I like to put in my brain it's what haunts you, right? It's really the thing that ha- oh yeah, I got to take a breath on that, right? It's what haunts you that you want to understand. It's not the reason that it happened. And one way to identify if you're stuck in this myth is to take a breath and ask yourself, what reason could I get that would make it okay that it happened? Because a lot of times we want it to be a big enough reason We want the reason to match the size of the hurt. And so we will hang on to the hurt wanting the reason to be big enough. Whereas the nature of divine understanding sometimes is that it has to go the other direction. We have to let go of our need to know why and to have a reason that was good enough in order to embrace what happened and work through the process of letting it go and calling our spirit back from it. So there's a, in a really real sense, you may one day understand all of the gifts and the reasons that events unfolded the way they did, but it's probably not going to happen while you're putting your life on hold, waiting for that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. You're putting your life on hold. Like you're not, you're not following what the path that's been designed for you, right. Mm -hmm. From the beginning. And yeah. 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 So how does. How does that then work? The letting go of the reason needing to know why? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you can go about it. One is you can actually go through a process of, and this is one of the things we teach people how to do. You can go through the process of telling that story of what happened as just the facts, like as if you were writing an outline for a newspaper story, right? Um, and so the difference might be, um, I've got a, I've got a client I'm working with right now who was pushed out of her business. Her, her partners got together and pushed her out of her business and she had put her heart and soul and effort and worked harder on this than anybody else involved. Right. That's Mm -hmm. the pain story. And they were ugly about it. Right. This is the pain story. If we were going to look at the, at the hero story of that, then we would say she worked really hard on a business. And when the time came for her to step boldly into the future on her own, her partners voted her out. That's an, that's a hero's story. Yeah. Right. And so when we go through that process of telling the pain story and telling it for the last time with the pain attached to it, and then recreating that story as here's what happened. 
And you can weave in a bit of, and then I was able to, right? How many of us have been, our hearts were dropped in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. They, the person we entrusted our heart with didn't take care of it the way we wanted them to. Yeah. And then years later, we met the love of our lives or we, we reconciled in a different way with that family member. Without that initial breakdown and pain, the joy would not have come. Right. And we want to know the end of the story. We want to know the why before we're willing to let go of the pain, but the pain keeps us from getting what is, is divinely appointed for us in the future. It's the, it's the catch 22 that we get stuck in. And the way to break free from that is to retell that story as the, as the hero's story, even if you only know part one. Wow. It's that's yeah, that's so important. It is so, so important. And it is that, that recognizing, honoring, and then moving Mm -hmm. and then praising and, and finding that the silver not the silver lining because that's just a, that's just a fun phrase but it is that you need to find the rose in the patch of thorns mm-hmm. and even good. just yeah totally and even just believing that who you are today as the person who had this experience is the person you're called to be yeah. and that the person you will be tomorrow that you're called to be tomorrow is going to be the person who went through this process and had these experiences and called back your mental and emotional and spiritual energy from that time in the past where the hurt happened to call mm-hmm. that forward as the material to become the person you're called to be. Wow. I can make a beautiful, I can make a beautiful dress. Like, <laughs> Out of all the goodness, all the material, right? Like, and that's a great, and you know, that's a, that's fantastic how you are able to, you know, br- have them bring that forth, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't forget it. It makes you who you are. Right. And it's recognizing it's sort of like, yeah, okay, right? And it's giving them the steps of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you talk about that at all the steps? Sure. Sure. I mean, really a big part of it. We do, we do it in two main sections, right? Um, the, the second part is actually the part I just described where we identify the pain, right. Um, and identify the, the injury that needs to be forgiven because sometimes we have circumstances where it's ongoing, right? Um, I worked with a client who had something to forgive that her ex-spouse had done. But every time they had an interaction, he was still kind of being a jerk to her, right? <laughs> Sometimes they do that. They're hurt too. So, they're hurt. They're hurt too, right? Like they're hurt too. Yeah. They're yeah. Hurt yeah. Too. yeah. Um, and so what we needed to do was to help her identify what part of that was ready to be forgiven, to identify the past event and clarify that, tell that story, tell that pain story then transform that to tell the hero's story. And from there, she was able to actually set new boundaries with him so that the ongoing hurt has actually stopped. He hasn't really changed his behavior, but because she has stepped into her power and called back her pain from the past 
actions that he did. There was a, an infidelity situation and a, um, uh, basically he kind of ignored her during the marriage, right? So there was a, a lack of love that needed mm-hmm. to be forgiven. And so from there, she is able to respond to him differently and end the continuation of the pain, right? So that's an important distinction. If it's ongoing injury, you can't forgive something that's happening now or something that hasn't ended yet, right? Right. So that's really part two. Part one, okay, and this is is a kind of a toughie one, right? All right, so um, sometimes we have spent so long describing who we are in terms of the past pain that we've actually built our identity around being that person, right? And this is really important to recognize if if it's where you're at, because there's a lot of false power that comes from living in your past pain, right? People will be nice to you. There'll be certain topics they won't bring up in front of you. There'll be areas of your life where they won't challenge. Oh, well, we can't, oh, we can't talk to Angie about that, you know, because whatever happened, right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of utility sometimes that we create around the story of the pain around the wound. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things we do when we work with people is help them recreate that identity without the pain, get a vision in their minds of who it is they're being called to be, who is that person they're called to be today and step into for tomorrow that is free from that past hurt. And that's important because if you don't know, if you don't have that sense of where you're going and the identity of who you're stepping into, it's going to be less appealing to forgive and release the pain because you're using that pain. Right. And, you know, this is a, this is a tough thing for people to think about because we want to be kind and we want to acknowledge Mm -hmm. where people have felt pain on their journey but it's really, really important. If you really want to be free from it, it's a critical step. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That would certainly be tough. And your coaching is in group sessions or are they, is it in individual one-on-ones as well? Eh? Cause it'd be hard for women to come into mm-hmm. a, that, that kind of group setting and be that vulnerable. And be that, uh, just to be part of that. But it's that sisterhood. It's that camaraderie. It's that you're not alone. Right. That, right. That the sweet stuff happens. Yeah. That transformation and, changes. Yeah. We do it as a combo, actually. There's um, there's online pieces where they, they have the video modules and the workbooks to take them through that process of developing their story. And then we come together on second and fourth Sundays of the month. I do a live Q and a call to bring people together. <laughs> I joke around cause I, I used to teach Sunday school a lot to adults. So I call it in my head, I call it Unday school. It's- Unday school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we get together because there's something powerful about having another, another human witness your pain story. Mm-hmm. and acknowledge that it happened and also call you to your greatness. It's true. Yeah. That's why yeah. you need, that's what, you know, and that's why, uh, 
and, and church gets a bad rap, but that that's the community that comes alongside of you. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. it has such a bad rap lately. And it's this, now that we've been so divided and separated in, you know, with the scenario of the world, it mm-hmm. is so important that people still come alongside each other because that emotional support, that mental support, that even, it, even physical support is so necessary more than ever. Right. To feel, yeah, to feel that resonance in your spirit that there is actually another human on this planet who can resonate with your journey without jumping in your sandbox, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, um, and, and not to one up you with, oh, you think that's bad? Listen to what this, you know, listen to what happened to me. Right. Because it's not a competition. And so somebody that can come along beside you and not judge how much pain you feel compared to what happened, right? It's not, not a competition of who was hurt the most to have someone who can resonate with your pain, but call you to your greatness and to have someone who can hear without judgment, you tell the story of what it was that hurt you and who you are stepping into as your new identity, as a person who had a past event occur and it affected their life, but it didn't destroy their life. It didn't, it didn't take all the love out of their life. It didn't, um, it didn't make them not who they are. It actually allowed them to transform into the person they're called to be. Wow. So that's what we do. I know. Just what we do. Just yeah, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Something outside. Something, something. I love the excitement and the glint in your eye that happens when you start talking about it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like you're jumping in your seat with excitement. I am. I'm totally. <laughs> and where is that coming from? Like, what? Like, I. Well, some of it is, um, I just love creating. So here's what I do, right? I recognize that you have greatness in you. And I recognize that a thing happened that looks like a speed bump. It's like, it's like, it looks like a closed door, right? Between you and your greatness. And so what I do I open the door and I point down the hallway and I say, here's where we're going. Right. Like that's, that's what I do. That's my, um, I don't know. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's God's gift, right? It, it, that's what God's calling you to do and you get to have fun doing it. And that is in itself a miracle. And cause you've answered the call and it is exciting because it, what drives you and (laughs) It's like, you know, you just know that, you know, it's never a dull moment and it's going to be exciting and accountable and it's emotional and it's, it's so raw and real and it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm sure that it's just, you know, I, you sit back and you, with your, with your main practice. And because, you know, women are being called to great things. And those are the, those are the, 
CEOs and lawyers and, and doctors and all those yeah. high, high paced careers and callings on, on women's lives. But you see the weariness, you see the stress, you see that they're just being, you know, like rubbed down like glass in the sand. And it's yeah. like, yeah. okay, who's that's enough. And they, and they all have burnout. And, uh, it's so amazing. So out of everything that you've learned with them, everything that you do with them, it is, I think, incredible that the forgiveness is first. Isn't that amazing? It is. I, and I'm so, um, I'm so grateful to have a chance to share this with people. It, it really astonishes me. And it's so funny because if you want to talk about why, um, I could draw you a timeline of all of the things, big hurts, little hurts, things that I forgave myself, like the reasons that I know how to do this. And now I see why, oh, of course that happened. Of course that happened. Um, and it's amazing to me how full your heart can feel how much your love multiplies when you just have the ability to access it all because it's not stuck in the past mm -hmm. and listen i mean i i have a a dream of people having this capability this this learnable skill set of forgiveness through their everyday lives like we'll change the world with this no question, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. um, it those unforgiven that unforgiven pain, our our hesitancy to admit hurt and anger and and that we were betrayed that we that we still have the bitterness our hesitancy, and our desire to cover that over also covers over our ability to love and our ability to be courageous and our ability to speak out for what we believe in with respect and love. So you can, you can hear this in conversations that people are having in person on the internet, whatever. Um, you see it in the road rage, you see it in our fearfulness around how we raise our kids and, and relate to each other and, and open up our hearts to love other people. Yeah. I mean, it's a doorway to greatness and, um, I'm going to take everybody with me. I can. <laughs> I, I love it. No, no, no. Those are like tears of joy. I just, yeah, it's, you know, as much as, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a foundation of faith. Forgiveness is the foundation of faith. Yeah. Whether you're giving or asking or receiving, it is foundational. And yeah. it is just yeah. one of those little flitty things that you just do without right. thought. Yeah. But yeah. it's the dirty work that no one walks in. It's the dirty work of that no one steps into. Mm -hmm. that. It is a spiritual discipline on, oh, I don't I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's, it's like coming out. It is a spiritual discipline to forgive in a healthy way on par with prayer, meditation, study. It is on par. And it's just kind of unfortunate that we've sort of lost track of, I mean, this is a skill set really that I teach people. Um, and it's unfortunate that we've kind of lost touch with it. Um, and and one of the things that feels like a barrier for some people is that um, they 
feel like forgiving means they have to reconcile with the person or they have to say it was okay. Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a big deal. If it needs to be forgiven, it was a big deal. And I don't get to decide whether it was a big deal for somebody else. I'm yeah. there to witness their hurt, help them write their pain story, help them write their hero story, yeah. tell it with courage and release it to move forward into their greatness. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. what we do, but we, but those kinds of myths, um, where we feel like, oh, well, if I forgive, if I let it go, then they got away with it. Right. Those are the things that hold us back and keep us stuck in pain. Absolutely. 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 I, I recall a time where, and you, I know you talk a lot about um, giving, like in that aspect, um, or, but I only once that I can remember ever being called from a person um, asking for their forgiveness mm. for something that they had, that they had done. And I was, blown away like I was literally blown away I was like and this is the this is the whole false thing that we've read this, this is the whole mindset that we've created for ourselves this person called because they're they are they're going into ministry they have to go through the things that they've they've done they you know things that bother them things you know so and I was part of that and I, I had no idea but immediately my mind was like and I said oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I did that to you. Like that I took the blame for it. I did something wrong. And it wasn't, yeah. you know, and, and it was like, but that's what we do. Well, mm. even as Canadians, that's more what we do. But I mean, it's... <laughs> Canadians have politeness as an art form. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I was like, that was immediately my response. You know, I, I had no idea. Right. I had no, I didn't, it wasn't even, I, I'm just like, well, life carry on. But this person called me and asked, to ask my forgiveness. And I had no clue. I had no yeah. clue. And I just immediately said, I'm sorry. And they were confused. They're like, no, why are you saying sorry? It's, you know, I'm the one who did something wrong. And it is this like, these are the things that people, carry women especially carry around right yeah that we with carry these for others feelings, not me yeah, yeah yeah we do yeah. we carry on and that may have hurt someone's feelings and we had no idea because i'm sorry that i bumped your card at walmart you know and or yeah. i'm sorry that i ignored your phone call because i was on the other line and then menopause right i forgot to call you back and they hold that want to really yeah if you want to really blow your mind noodle on this which is that every one of us me included have someone in this world who is trying to get over something that i did right that'll that'll kind of make you stagger back a little bit right because one of the things that we do and it's and it's not about feeling guilty it's about an acknowledgement that these hurts and restorations are part of the human experience. Yeah. And so having the information and the skill set to, to make those distinctions, right? Where this person very likely as part of their journey into ministry was going through the process of forgiving themselves for things that they'd done, 
right? To you, you didn't even, you had let, you had left it in the past where it was, but it was still alive for them. And so understanding those differences and and those different parts of all the stories, um, it really just makes our, our communities and our interactions more loving, Mm -hmm. which is what makes forgiveness a spiritual discipline. Anything that makes you more loving and more able to receive grace, offer grace, um, to be the conduit for what you're called to do. Yeah. yeah, isn't it that Jesus says that, you know, we are to forgive not seven times, but 77 times, 77 times. And that's for us to give forgiveness. And I, I think that's so important just because of everything that you, you've said today is that I am to give forgiveness so that they can become mm-hmm. what God's calling them to be. I may not remember anything about it. I don't even know. But you yeah. also have to be willing to open yourself to get people to feel confident to ask forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And, and, or people to come up in my mind, in my heart and in my soul, that I need to give forgiveness. I need to ask forgiveness for, you know, Mm -hmm. like asking that this is a solid prayer that you need to say, God, I'm, I'm willing to transform. I am ready to become all that I'm meant to be. And if there's anything that's holding me back, anything that I need to give forgiveness for, or anything that I need to give forgiveness to, you know, like that's asking and seeking God's will and opening and closing those doors. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's like, what's really like, yeah. And what's really like super delicious about it is that when a person prays that prayer, the thing that comes to mind, the thing that comes up for them may not be the thing they think it's going to be right. Mm -hmm. Because you start where you need to start. It may be that forgiving the thing that seems so small, but you just can't get it out of your head. Um, that thing you keep thinking about. And that is just like a, it's like a constant irritation, right? Um, it's the pebble in the shoe thing, but for some reason you have not let it go that may be the thing that unlocks that door to greatness for you, as opposed to like, you know, the big thing, you know, my friend betrayed me, my husband cheated on me, my, my, my um, boss laid me off. Like the big thing may not be the place that you start. You may be inspired to start with something that might look on the surface to be really small, but might actually be the key to unlocking that, that love and grace that's frozen through, through forgiving. So good. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> this is so good. So good and so timely. Like it's it's you know everyone's in this time uh, because we are recording in the new year. Um, mm. Everyone has this transformation mindset right now. Everybody has this I need to change mindset mm. right now. And I'm a goal setter. I'm going to break through and I've received word and I've done this stuff. They haven't done, they haven't done the stuff. The majority of women have not done the stuff. And even if they think they have every morning, every evening, you know, he asks for us to forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It is a daily activity that we need to continually Mm -hmm bring 
to the mind's front, bring to the soul's front, always be there and be willing to always be um, ready for forgiveness. And I think that not only, not only, you know, in our disciplineship, it's that being in the word, right? Yeah. And and capacity. A lot of it is about capacity, right? Like that. I mean, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant thing to bring up the forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others, because people will hear that and they'll sort of subconsciously think, oh, my forgiveness is dependent on this thing that I actually don't know how to do because I'm hanging on to the pain because I don't know how to let it go. Right. So they'll, they'll begin to mistrust God because they get this idea that God's forgiveness is conditional to them. And this could be a whole other hour. Oh my golly. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Think about it this way. My capacity to receive is my capacity to give, right? So as I give forgiveness, it's not the condition to receiving it's opening up my capacity to receiving. You're saying you're limited to your capacity in that? Uh, Yeah. So that's your false mindset. That's that's your, your false mindset is that you are limited in your ability to receive by the limited, by the limitations that you give. Right. So think about it. Like, like, here's your, here's your quick analogy. Um, You have a teacher standing in front of you who has a PhD in mathematics, but you never finished algebra one. They can't teach you calculus, right? You can't receive it yet. You don't have the capacity. You've got to finish algebra one then algebra two, then geometry. You've got to go through the steps to increase your capacity to receive. That's, that's the, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And I love that analogy because it simplifies it. Right. And it is the like baby steps, but it is this, and it is not a learned trait. Like it, it should be, it should be taught from the pulpit, but there's many things that should be taught from the pulpit that are not, but that's not our choice, right? We just know we, our own pulpit is, is our Bible and that's what we are to be doing. And each of us receive word differently from the same passage. And that is the glory of having a relationship with God, right? Mm. But like yourself and like many other women are so gifted with different gifts. Like we are all not the same. We are all uniquely made and this is it. Yep. And, and this is like the most incredible conversation. Like it's just, it's, it sounds simple. And I remember starting the conversation with, you know, it's supposed to be simple. It's a simple conversation. No, yeah. it's not because there's so many different layers and it is supposed to be, yeah, okay, I'm, uh, the first thing, the first step is asking God, where I'm do ready. I start? Where do I start? Okay, yeah. I'm obedient. I'm being obedient. Okay. I have some forgiveness. Where do I go? Mm. I need to take care of this. I know that I'm not going to be all that I'm called to be when I'm mm. carrying around 50 pounds of baggage. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of weight. And, and, nope. and in my job, I can visually see that right mm-hmm. I often talk to women and it depends like I'm sure same as you as well you know you just know because God tells you uh, there's a lot going on and I find myself 
and it depends on the person. It's the language they use and how I can speak to that person. But it's the, when I can visually see, because I'm, I'm a thermographer, so I can visually see yeah. what's going on in that person's life. And I will speak to that. And it'll be, you need to ABC, one, two, three, before you think that probiotics are going to work for you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You can eat all the greens you want, sister, right? They're going to be helpful yet. But if, you, if, if you're carrying around a heavy yoke, mm -hmm. if you're carrying the burden on your back, you know, it's like, and you have to find these people. And that's what I love about these podcasts is getting the tools into the right hands to the right people. Cause I can't do it all. Like that's right. It's not yeah. my job, but I know to say to somebody, you have work to do and you have forgiveness that you need to take care of. You have hate going on. That's something you need to speak to or where's your joy. What's holding you back from that? Where's your voice? Yeah. And, and there's so much to say in that. And that's not my job. My job is to recognize and coach and encourage and, and teach them health, right? That's, that's me, but I'm not the forgiveness coach. And I, I am so excited um, to just dig in deep and understand and learn and grow. So is the course launching? Have you already launched it? Yeah, we've done a we've done a soft launch, so folks can. And I did I send you a link to you put did, in the show you did. notes? It's all, okay, cool. I'll be in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, folks can go out there and and check it out and enroll yeah. today. Um, the next from the original date, people will be listening to this. There will be a, a an Sunday school um, on the fourth Sunday of of January, but that'll be an ongoing thing, right? Every so they'll Sunday. folks that are enrolled in the course will get that link to join in. And, you know, there's something powerful about knowing you're not alone. You're, you're not a weirdo. You're not a freak. You're just human. <laughs> you're human. And we're and, all in that together. Yeah. And it's that, and it's that, it's that uh, community sense, but it's that privacy and camaraderie that, that is created when you're surrounded by like uh, women. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have men in the course, but like women and not so far we're, we're, we're keep it keeping it passive. to women for now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I know that there are men who will benefit from this. Um, so as we, as we roll out, we'll be able to, to do that as well. Um, yeah, so I yeah, so a, a really dear woman mm -hmm. in my network here, like, uh, in my, uh, sort of networking here in, in my hometown and because she has felt she's always been with women, of course, but she has felt the need and where there's not a lot for men. Yeah. So yeah. she has her own men's coaching now. And that has just been like mind blowing for her. Because yeah. Because it's, it's incredible. So never mind that we are teaching women. You know, I just pray that God puts in your heart to just come alongside men and give them the power and the tool and create a community of like-minded men yeah. because as much as you know we're building strong powerful girls and we're building which is necessary I sometimes feel the church hasn't been building enough strong boys into strong men to build foundational marriages 
it, and I, I know I it's a lot of work. And, I, yeah. and that's I a whole other topic for another day. But yeah. it's like, I'm always yeah, like, we'll We'll do it again. We're going to do yeah, this perfect. again. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Because I was part of that. I was part of like the, the girls' retreats and the girls' conferences and the women's conferences. And I'm yeah. like, okay, hold up. Where is the men's conferences? Right, I'll make coffee right. and I'll make sandwiches. Don't you worry. I'll do that. But it's like, these men need to be brought up as strong, powerful men, and they are hurt just as much. And I'm yeah. always like, oh, come on, somebody's got to yeah. do it. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I'm, I'm so excited about that vision. Um, we're, yeah, it's so funny because my, um, my sweetie says that to me. He was, um, he's retired military, and he's always, to this day, he gets calls from trainees that he trained and people that he used to serve with who still look to him for leadership and advice. So I don't know, there might be a, mm -hmm. might be a power couple thing happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for, for the ladies that are on today, they can sign up. We actually do a couple of different levels of the program because um, we, because people have different um, levels of need and different means of that they have access to. So there's an online, on, mostly online version where they get a month of the two Sunday school sessions. Um, and then if they want more, if yeah, they want a, a longer support yeah. process or more individualized, then we have a, a, a process for that too. So they get to choose. Um, but the link that they'll see in the show notes is for the, um, the, the, shorter duration yeah exactly same material introduce yeah. the thought process introduce the yeah. course ask them you know get them to having asking god where they're going with it and what's happening yep. right yeah and i absolutely love it and i know that when when time comes we are doing this again because I just love your energy. I just like, Oh, thank you. I like this girl. Awesome. <laughs> I love, I just love because it's so obviously necessary. Like, come on. Of course it is. Of and course it but is, it, yeah. of yeah. course it is because we're all human and we're all there and we've all been hurt. We've all been bullied. We've all been whatever, but it's our relationship with God and, and, and getting the right tools, like learning how to ride a bicycle. You're just yep. learning and it's becoming, and this is where we're being called to this year. We are being called to be better and greater and we are mm. being called to put God first and, and model it, model uh, it as and, leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you have to, there's yeah. no time. There's no time. Totally. To totally. I love it, Angie. Thank you so Thank much you. for today. I so look forward to, to releasing this uh, next, not next Monday, but the, just before the last week. So the Sunday before your Unday. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 So be it'll be incredible. And I, I just look forward to the great things that are going to happen in your life. The great things that I, I know God is calling your CD to. So, <laughs> Thank um, you so much. Yeah. And I just love it. I thank you. And thank in you. any last closing word of wisdom. Just begin where you are. Don't worry about whether it's okay to still feel pain about the thing that's, that's painful. Just acknowledge that it's there and honor who you are and where you've been and consider the possibility that learning this skill 
will be the thing that carries you into your greatness and who you're called to be and who you were created to be. Yeah, amen. 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 Thank you.